radical life. Well, sweetheart, what's our topic for today? Take your troubles to the Lord. Sounds like a song. It is a song. I wrote a song, and if everyone listens to the end, they will hear that song. So what you're, what you're saying is the dessert is for the end of the meal? It is. Delayed gratification. Hmm. Putting off to the end of the meal the sweets. Yes, the sweets. My sweets is going to be singing a sweet song yeah. entitled... Take Your Troubles to the Lord. Take Your Troubles. So we're going to do a podcast on Take Your Troubles to the Lord. Let's talk about that topic. But I don't want to. I want to keep them to myself. I want to wring my hands. I, I want to sweat. I want to profusely oh. uh, worry. I want to. You want, want to keep your troubles. I want to keep my troubles from the Lord. <laughs> keep my troubles from the Lord. You know, <laughs> I was thinking the other day about... Troubles, trials, things to worry over. And yeah, there's a list. I'm sure we all could come up with a list. But I wonder if the list is as long as the number of times that God tells us to not worry, not fret, not be concerned, not to fear. Mm -hmm. Do not fear, the Bible says. Be not dismayed. Right. Why? For I am your God, he says. Yeah, don't be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Don't be hopeless in despair. The opposite of being discouraged is to be encouraged. The opposite of being hopeless is full of hope. Right. Be full of hope. You ever had a time in life where you were discouraged and felt hopeless? Me? Yeah. I would say yes. You're trying to figure out which one to share. Yeah. Most people have more than one trial, trouble, or terrifying time in life. I would say in my situation, I felt trapped. Ooh. Feeling trapped. And feeling trapped. Like there's no way out. You know, you don't know what to do. When you say feeling, there's no way out. Emphasis on the word feeling. And, or, and not in your head, can't think right. of yeah. how to resolve the situation, make it better. Right. If you feel stuck. Right. When it says to take your troubles to the Lord, who's the Lord? Take your troubles to the Father. Mm -hmm. Take your troubles to the Son. Take your troubles to the Holy Ghost. Take it to the Holy Ghost, the so, Holy Spirit of life. So which one should we take it to? Of the three? Yeah. I'd say that you'd be fine to bring it to all three. All three at once. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Just bring it to them. Just come to them and say, Father, in Jesus' name, I need to be, instead of filled with fear and worry and doubt, instead of being filled with, I need to be filled with your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Please fill me with your Spirit. I need to hear the voice of your spirit, not the voice of this other spirit that is trying to convince me that there's no way out. Yeah, share that thought about the spirit. Well, we you know, the Bible about. says very plainly, very plain. It can't get any more plain than this. There's no rationalizing this one away when it says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So there's a spirit there's of a fear. There's a spirit. Well, according to the Bible, according to Jesus. Right. God has said, do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not trust in the spirit of fear, but instead trust in the spirit of love, of power, and of sound mind. Do not let fear, the spirit of fear, lead you. Do not let it control you. Do not let it trap you. I mean, if you can rationalize it away that, yeah, that you're supposed to listen to that fear, what good is the rest of any other good advice? If you aren't willing to take the advice of God who says, do not let the spirit of fear guide you, lead you, trap you. Do not make it your friend. It's your enemy. You embrace fear, you've embraced your enemy. So if you take the three things that they were talking about, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave love, power, and a sound mind. So if you're fearful, 
You're not powerful. You're no, weak. No, it just makes you weak. All right. I mean, I've had situations in life where that spirit of fear has tried to overtake me. My knees get weak. It's like I feel like I could collapse under the weight of it or the spirit of it. The spirit of fear can cause you to collapse. It says in the last days that people will faint for fear. Yeah, and I think it will not only make you weak, but it makes you vulnerable. And that is when you are the most vulnerable, is when you are at your weakest. And so let's think then sound mind. He doesn't give us fear. He gives us a spirit of a sound mind. So if you are fearful, then you are not thinking straight. Right. You don't have a sound mind. <laughs> I don't know what the opposite of sound mind is. Unsound. Unsound. Not is. of sound mind. <laughs> not of sound mind. There that go. would be the opposite of sound mind. Be not, of not of sound mind. And then the third one is love. Well, perfect love casts out what? Fear. All fear. In this case, the spirit of fear is compared to the first of the three, the spirit of love. Fear goes away yep. when you feel that yep. love overpower you. Yep. And then you're like, oh, I'm okay. I'm loved. I'm safe. I'm yes. protected. Yes. So that's great. I was going to talk about who you bring your troubles to. Remember, I just mentioned Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The reason why I brought that up was because I talked to someone once, and I was mentioning God, the Father. He's a separate person. And they said to me, I didn't know you could pray to God. And I was like, what? She says, I was told when I was a new Christian that you could only pray to Jesus. I didn't know you could pray to God. Right. And I was just a bit flabbergasted. I cried out to God and he heard me, the Bible says. I just wonder sometimes when we've been taught something, you know, not that it's bad that she's been praying to Jesus all this time, but the fact that you never thought that you could also pray to the Father and the Holy Spirit. It's not that it's limiting, but it really kind of does affect you. Well, think about it. When you have a relationship with someone, and in this case, a relationship with God, when you have a relationship with him, there are a lot of names that you can cry out in. You know, like with me and my father. When my father was alive, I could say, hey, dad. Yeah. And, oh, how, he would respond immediately. And, and if I was talking to somebody, I'd say, oh, you know, that's my father over there. Yeah. Well, you know, they wouldn't doubt it one bit that that was my father over there, who I oftentimes called dad. And there were times when dad and I were out working in the field, and I just might go, hey, Mm -hmm. And he responded to hate <laughs> because it was just me and him. But he heard your voice, right? He, my, he knew my voice. Yeah, and, you know, he knew you. He knew who I was. I knew who he was. I just said, hey, there's times when I talk with God that I may say, hey, Father God, this morning I thank you. Or Abba, Father, which mm -hmm. is Daddy in the Greek. It's Daddy. It's very personal. Yes. There are times you can go, hey, Daddy in heaven. And then there are just times when I'm walking with God that it's just, hey, God, it's hey. You can just say, hey, because he knows my voice. He knows I'm talking to him. Mm -hmm. If I've been talking to him all day long, all of a sudden I'm not just going to jump over to something else. God doesn't come run, run, running at the name of Buddha. Okay, He, he doesn't. God no. does not come running at the name of Buddha. But again, if you have a relationship with God, with Jesus, if you have a Holy Spirit relationship with the creator of the universe, if you have a relationship with him, you have no reason to call him Buddha because Buddha is not a god. Buddha was a man. Yeah. He's a man that, that a bunch of other men made godlike out of him, mm -hmm. which was wrong of them to do. Buddha, Krishna, you just go right on down the list of what some people would say, well, these are other gods. No, they are not. They're not other gods. Yeah, they turned these men yes. into idols yes. and false gods. Gods with no power. Yeah. They have no words. They may have had some teachings and stuff that got printed down for people to follow, but 
That is the end of it right there, some teachings. But you can take your troubles to the God of all gods. Yes. And his son, Jesus, yes. who have all the power yes. in the universe to take care of anything. They are the provider. They have all the resources. I also want to talk about when should you take your troubles to the Lord? When? Immediately. Yeah. Right now. You don't have take to wait. Them. No. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, is there a reason why you're, are you hanging on to your troubles? Because you're digging it or something? It seems like what we do is we get in trouble and we try to take care of it ourselves yes, first. We, do. We, sure do. we pray last. We mm. pray when we've tried every other way of resolving it. Yeah. When is when we should do it right, right away, away and put do him right first. Now. The Bible says today is the day. Now is the time of salvation. Mm-hmm. And salvation really is just, it's another name for God. It's another name for Jesus. Right, his name is Savior. His name is Savior, which means salvation. When we say now is the day of salvation, yes, it's salvation for your soul. But it's salvation for anything trouble you find yourself anything, in. Anything, everything. Because you see, Satan, he does his best to try to, to get us going down the wrong road. And his spirit of fear, his spirit of anxiety, if he can get you going down that road, man, before long, you're completely doubting God at God's word. And that's what Satan wants to try to do. Get us all to not believe God, that he is truth. That's what Satan's goal in life is, is to try to get us to believe that God's word is not truth. And it is. It is truth and absolute truth. And Satan also tried to get... Eve to think that God wasn't good, like he was hiding something from her intentionally, keeping stuff from her when actually if he was keeping something, it was for her good. Right. Well, and in that case there, (laughs) Satan, about all he had that he could use was God's word. That's what he did. He took God's words. He twisted them. He took God's word. He presented to Eve God's own words, but he did it in an evil spirit. And when that happened and she did not resist him, then it entered. Mm-hmm. It entered her thinking. It entered eventually her action. And then it led to, to ultimate disobedience, which then turned into what we know today as sin. It started us down the, the road of sin. When we also talk about when, I want to mention that if we have an emotion, yeah. Jesus says, come unto me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That call to come, come unto me is always open. Yes. His door is always open right. anytime. When you're talking to God's spirit and Christ's spirit, a spirit isn't a man. Jesus, when he was on this earth, you'd have to like get an appointment in a way to go see him because yeah. he was in one place at one time. Yes. But because God is spirit, you can talk to him anytime. That's right. He's always present. He's always near. He's available 100%. And it's hard to imagine because we're not available to everyone all the time. Never. But no. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit can right. be. Now, how about where? Where do you take your troubles? I mention this because a lot of people think that they have to be in a formal like church setting. Right. When you can be in your car and lay down your burdens to the Lord, lay down your troubles. And I think also that there are verses too that talk about you want to lay your burdens down at the cross. So where should you put them? Put them right at the feet of Jesus at the cross. I like to like physically imagine myself doing that sometimes. Imagining that he's at the cross, Mm -hmm. he's hanging there, and I'm on my knees and I'm saying, here, I lay them down. 
You died for my sins. Right. Well, I think the cross is the symbol. That's the symbol that comes to our mind when we think about where to bring things. It's, mm-hmm. it's the symbol because he did just go to the cross just once. He died upon the cross just once. He was taken down off the cross just once, put in the tomb just once, and he rose again from the dead just once so that he could go be with the Father. Right, his work was completed Completed. on the earth. So now you go to Jesus, you talk to God, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and pretty soon when you're doing that, fear doesn't really have a whole lot of place to reside in you. When you let the triune God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, when you give them such a residence in your life, you give them so much place, everything else is crowded out, including the spirit of fear. Yeah, don't let an opening in your heart for it. Do not. Keep your heart filled with the Holy Spirit. Yep. Jesus said that the God, the Father, and Him want to make a home in you. Right. To reside in you. And you are a temple even. Think about a temple, a church. We would not want any type of sin or evil or anything right. to be in a church. That's the last place where sin should be. And that we're considered temples. We are the church. Yes. We are now the church. We are the New Testament picture of the church. Now, you've gone through how many of the W's? Who? (laughs) I've done who, where, when, and I was going to go next to what. And we did talk about that a little bit. But in this respect, when we think of take your troubles to the Lord, we're often thinking about big things. Right. But I tell you what, you can take little things. Oh, yes. To him. I had a friend, she was acting. She wanted uh, her hair to look different. I can't explain it exactly. So she went to a costume shop and she found a wig. And long story short, the owner just gave it to her. Because she liked the story? I don't remember why, but he had a heart for her that she was doing something for God. And he gave her this wig. And it wasn't really a trouble, but I just want to let our audience know, our listeners know, that you can take anything to him. Even just small things that you might be stressing out over, give it to the Lord. Yeah. Going back to the the gal who got the, the wig. Yes. For free. Yeah. You know, there's something about a good story. I know that in selling items that there's oftentimes a story behind the thing you're selling. Mm -hmm. And if you get the opportunity to tell the person who's considering buying that item, Mm -hmm. if you get the opportunity to tell the story, it somehow in your mind as a seller adds value to that item as if you could charge more. Yeah. Okay. It also, in the mind of the buyer, many times a good story hooked up with the item they're trying to buy will elevate in their mind the value of that same item. Mm -hmm. Craziest thing to do is you get the seller and the buyer on the same page over the story. Pretty soon they forgot what they're selling and buying and they're just exchanging money over a story. I do this all the time in coffee shops. Yeah. I go in to get a good cup of coffee. I strike up a conversation with the person selling it to me. And I oftentimes give them the money and have them end their story or I end my story. We're done talking. I walk out of the shop without the coffee. Oh, without the I coffee? walk out by because the story was so good. Oh. <laughs> we had a good story going. Yeah. We had a good conversation. And yeah. I gave them money and walk out with nothing in my hand. And either I walk back in going, boy, do I feel silly. Or they come running out with the coffee and they're going, hey, hey sir, you forgot your coffee. You're right, I did. Well, she was portraying an angel. And that's what she was performing. Right. And what is really crazy is there were several angels, but somebody took a picture of her right. 
in this wig, and it ended up on a huge billboard. Right, I've seen that billboard. And she looked absolutely beautiful. Redwood City, California. It was just like God gave her that wig to put on, and she ends up on that billboard, and it is just the most beautiful picture of an angel represented did it also say at the bottom of the billboard wigs provided by no that would have been good you know you you give away a wig thinking you're just giving it to an angel i mean who wouldn't give i mean if an angel came to me i whatever here you go that story just always reminds me that god knows your heart yes it was just a little desire of hers i'm not even sure she she asked for it But God knows your heart. Better story if she didn't ask for it. I don't think she did. She was just thinking about wanting to look different or nicer. So if God can provide a free wig for somebody, wouldn't he be so much involved in taking care of you? Yes. And your little items. Don't be afraid. To share with God. Maybe he says no. Maybe it doesn't happen. But, you know, sometimes we'd go to our earthly parents and ask them for stuff and they don't always give it to us. But know that you can take everything big and small to God. It doesn't bother him. I got a picture of a kid coming to his parents. They're going to ground him over something. And the kid goes, you know, I I just got to tell you the story. And they tell the story and it's a great story. And the parents are just like, they bought the story. It was wonderful. (laughs) And the kid says... So that means I'm not grounded anymore? No. No. But when you go to your room to be grounded, think about it. You're a good storyteller. That's really, really good. Sometimes the blessing is just in learning something, that you're a good storyteller or that you know that you have a good story. And I think that's one of the things, too, that we can do as we're learning to trust more and more in the Lord is to learn how to tell a good story. There is no better story than what Jesus did for us on the cross. There's no better story than the fact that he has given us not only salvation forever from hell, but he has also saved us from so much here. And one of the things that we need to be saved from is this spirit of fear. And instead of having fear, you can trade in fear for love, power, a sound mind. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be concerned or worried. You don't have to be uh, fretting. Fret too long. Pretty soon you're going to the doctor and he's handing you drugs. Mm -hmm. That's not at all what God wants. God wants to give us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. You know, when you mentioned story, when you give your troubles to the Lord, there's often a story that comes from doing that. Right. It's a God story. You will see him. Yeah meet your need in some way and it is so cool and encouraging when you share your story with yes, others it is. yes so you want to lay down your troubles and give them to the lord so you got a good story to tell yes that brings praise to the father mm-hmm. that brings glory to them it encourages you it encourages others we just want to say whatever yes. is going on with you take your troubles right. to the lord And this is something really that is just another characteristic. It's another identifying mark of a radical life. It's a radical life. life. Stay tuned and hear the Take Your Troubles to the Lord song. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. 
Take your battles, your sorrows, your pain and your tomorrows. Take your troubles to the Lord. Your job is overwhelming and your boss is bearing down. The kids are screaming louder and you can't think through the sound. A friend told a lie about you just the other day. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your battles, your sorrows, your pain and your tomorrows. Take your troubles to the Lord. You're being mistreated cause you're different from the rest. Another sleepless night filled with worry, fear, and stress. You made a mistake and you don't know what to do. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your battles, your sorrows, your pain and your tomorrows. Take your troubles to the Lord. Not enough money to pay your bills again. You're taking your prescription though there's no more pain to mend. You just heard some news that's turned your world upside down. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your battles, your sorrows, your pain and your tomorrows. Take your troubles to the Lord. Sing a hallelujah when you're down and out. Sing a hallelujah when your hopes run out. Sing a hallelujah cause you know it's not the end. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your battles, your sorrows, your pain and your tomorrows. Take your troubles to the Lord. Sing a hallelujah when you're down and out. Sing a hallelujah when your hopes run out. Sing a hallelujah cause you know it's not the end when you take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your battles, your sorrows, your pain and your tomorrows. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles to the Lord. Take your troubles.